Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 18, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The trend is your friend until she throws your shit out the window. Now, Mrs. Market threatened to break the daily chart complete uptrend by giving up or giving away the 20-period moving average yesterday. But guess what? She recaptured it today, still very, very close to the recent highs that were made. There's nothing wrong with this tape. As I said yesterday, when you look at the weekly chart, what's going on? Nothing. She's eating time off the clock above all the moving averages. And as long as you stay above last week's low, there's nothing wrong imminent with this particular market. We were also looking for a mid-January short-term cycle low. Did that come in yesterday? Well, so far it did. Whether or not they give it up next week or not, it doesn't matter. It was a short-term low. The market did make a turn. They're knocking on the doors of the recent highs already once again. The trend is your friend. There is technically nothing wrong with the bull case and uptrend in this market. Take it at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Anybody make any money today? Let's hear about it as a post under the video. This is just a snapshot of my inbox just up till about 3 p.m. today when I took this snapshot trying to protect the innocent with cutting off some of the second names there. But you could see the routine here. This was the third day in a row they gave us the afternoon trade, pardon me, the morning trade in the afternoon time frame. They got to a number I was talking about all morning long, 473.05. You could see it here. You see it a couple of other places. And you also see the profits, 500 bucks, $5,000, 14K total. All kinds of stuff all across the board. We have something for everybody. This is directly from the live trading room and inside the numbers. Also, do me a slight favor, please. List under the video, in the comments section, what other types of videos unrelated to like a daily markup or wrap-up like we do each and every day, what other type of videos would you like to see me post for your viewing pleasure? Any kind of day trading strategies, something on swing trading, scalp trading, something about the markets in general, give me some specifics and I'll see what I can put together. Listed in the comments section under the video, please. By the way, I'm jumping around a little bit, but it's fun when I do that. I keep you on your toes. How about Coles Corp, KSS? Why do I bring this up? Because it was given out to the live room before it got to 2370. There was a 25 cent zone, 2370 to 2345. They hit the bottom end and they ripped it back up in the other direction, finishing on highs of day. Plenty of participation in the live room on this one. Money made in KSS. Keep banking the profits. Base hits put you in the hall of fame. Watch your account value continue from lower left to upper right in chart format. Are you a participant inside the numbers or and in the live room? If not, why not? Are you not a believer that we're making money? 
Let me know under the video. Let's resolve that issue. Are you a skeptic? Do you think I'm selling snake oil? Remember, this is regular way options expiration week. Tomorrow is regular way options expiration. I'll bet you a lot of you didn't know, but options officially expire on Saturday. Little market tidbit. Pretty fitting they had a short-term cycle low due during regular way options expiration week. Funny how that works. Inside the numbers, this is what inside the number members and live room members get first thing in the morning. It starts at zero dark 30. What am I giving you? I'm giving you the schematic for the day. Not all at once, not all at zero dark 30 or let's just say 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but this is where it starts. 474.05 is our early pivot. We think better in pictures, right of the vertical is today's activity. The blue horizontal line is at the pivot, 474.05, and you can see the market oscillated around that place a lot of the morning session. Getting above and staying above on candle closes opens the door for another leg higher. First, towards 475, and if above 475, you could see pretty much to the penny, give or take a couple of pennies, and then a decline. Did we have traders that were long from above the pivot riding it to 475? Yes, we did in the live room. Was 475 an exit? Absolutely. And if above, onward and upward to run a test in the zone between 475.85 to 476.65. First to 475.85 and a pullback to where? 475. Funny how this all works, isn't it? If above one number, they get to the next. If they stay below a number, it keeps the door open to go back from whence they came. So the key here is inside the number members, live room members, they have those numbers. 476.65 is the next place. Into the end of the day ramp, they spiked it right to about 477 and pulled back to close underneath 476.65. Things get a little squirrely at the end of the day, the last 5, 10, 15 minutes of the day. Look at the volume down here that comes in in the last 10 minutes of the day. You can see it's way different than all the other volume minus the first candle of the day. And it's not even close to the first candle of the day. It's like the last candle yesterday. So basically, on the upside, you had all the numbers before the opening bell. What about the other side? The flip side situation is staying below... And by the way, he'll have some trades too. Live room moderated by Jordan on Friday. All right, let's get back to the numbers here. 850 long before the open. 474.05 is the pivot. We identified that before. Above, we have the stuff. We just looked at that. Below the pivot, the door opens for 473.05. Now, I was pounding the table in 473.05 in the live room all morning long saying, that's my number Patience will pay. That's the number I'm willing to buy for a bounce back in the other direction. Third time this week, they did the morning trade after the morning session. We had other trades, but this was the juicy one, 473.05. That wasn't the all-out juicy one, but here it is. So they hit it to the penny, right? The low here is 473.04. They rip it back up about eight, nine points in the ES. That's certainly a base hit. Nice trade, no heat on the trade, weren't out of the money by more than a penny. But wait, there's more. 
It's really a zone down to 472.30, give or take, which was the gap left open yesterday. So guess what? There's your zone. There's your rip it back up in the other direction. And they rallied them up into the closing bell. Now, they came up short of the gap. Anybody surprised? No. They've been coming up short of numbers for about three or four trading sessions in a row. Not all numbers, but some of the numbers. And we can attribute that in part to, and we don't know why, we don't read into the why, but it tends to happen each and every month in and around regular way options expiration week. And we talk about it in the live room. And what I say is it doesn't pay to split hairs over pennies. Here's a case in point. It's all in here. Just wanted to highlight a few things. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart and double check the work. If you're interested in becoming an Inside the Number live room member because you think this can benefit from you, then take the time to understand what this is saying, what the numbers are, what happens around the numbers, how the commentary goes, what's the strategy, what's the cadence. It's all in here, starting at zero, dark, 30. We only had one stock on the move hit its entry objective today, CVS. The other ones did not. They're off the board. There are no trades. We'll have a plethora of earnings reports and stocks moving next week for sure. What happened in CVS? Getting a haircut at the opening bell opened below the first number. So officially, this one is off the board and they never got to the second number. So technically, this was a no trade. They bounced it from within the zone, but from a technical no trade perspective, this falls into that category. It has to do it in the manner in which this one did not, so it's off the board. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So they've come up short of their 50-day or 50-period moving average, and they bounced up yesterday and with follow-through today. They did not have relative strength. They had a touch, just a touch of relative weakness today against the S&P 500, but not enough to write home about, not enough to make a federal case out of. They did come in the neighborhood of this breakup candle low, but they didn't really get close to the bottom. They didn't get to my number yesterday, came about 50 cents short. However, we do have an on-time type of situation. So that deserves a funny how that works. It wasn't perfect. But you had an on-time situation, almost into a 50-period moving average, almost into a big-time breakup candle low. So you see how those confluence of things create what's called a full-stack situation. Look at the big picture. They came up 50 cents short of my number that was on the board for the lazy swing traders. It was on the watch list yesterday at that number. On a weekly chart, what did they do? They came into and the vicinity of a big time breakup candle low on a weekly chart and came into the weekly chart, 200 period moving average. They're above all the moving averages, which makes the trend up your friend until proven otherwise. So on the weekly chart, you had a breakout above the moving averages. You had a pullback to the first moving average on the way back down, and the vicinity of a big-time breakup candle low on a weekly chart. You could say that counts. It's in the bottom 10 or 20% of the candle. That's the vicinity slash neighborhood of the breakup candle low, and they bounced off the 200-period moving average, one and the same. After seeing it like that, and after putting it like that, any surprises, any shockers, 50 cents short of my numbers, so be it. That happens. It's no big deal. The concept, the takeaway is the stuff works.
What about the folks down at the transportation department, Buttigieg's crew? Well, check it out. Breakup Candle Low weekly chart will stay on the weekly, almost to the 200 or 20 period moving average, sorry, and a bounce away from that area, weekly chart. Above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. Anything wrong with this chart on a weekly basis? No. Anything wrong with the IWM chart on a weekly basis? No. Remember the other day we talked about symmetry? Guess what? One day past symmetry, the symmetry was really into the 50 period moving average. They dip below one day, hit the 100 period, rocket ride back up. Recapture the 20 period moving average and this thing will start working on the recent highs. What about the Q people? Anything wrong with the Q people today? Absolutely not. What were they up? 1.42% in the positive for the Qs leading the way along with the SMH semi-space, which we'll talk about in a moment. Let's take a look at where we are. All-time high right here. The number is 412.92. Closing print today, 412.99. Aftermarket, slightly higher. All-time highs doesn't mean they're going to collapse, doesn't mean they're going to go up another 10 bucks tomorrow. It's just a thing. They've made another new high. There's nothing wrong with this. They're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend. Guessing where they're going to stop after making an all-time high is, as they say in the trading parlots, a fool's game. What about the financials? Anything wrong over there? Nah, up six cents today. It's a rounding error. But when there's nothing wrong with the financials, the overall market is unlikely to be unraveling slash falling apart. Could they be making a bearish, wedgish, flaggish pattern underneath the 20-period moving average? And they could. If they recapture the 20-period moving average, that would be off the table. If they don't, then it's on the table, and we don't know which one's going to happen because it needs more days to cook in the oven. So you need another couple of three days here to say, hey, look, They're really setting up to go lower into the 50-period moving average. We can't say that yet. One day at a time, one candle at a time. Above the 20-period moving average, 37.50 or a little more, and that will be off the table. That will, as they say, break the chain. What about Smash Mouth, the Philadelphia semiconductor space? New highs, gap higher, gap and go, new highs. That's it. It's just new highs. Where's the top? We don't know. Where were they going once they did make a new high? And I was asked in the room, I think it was last week, and I said, well, the next logical place is 180. But that doesn't mean it's a short. It's just the next magnetic place that's going to draw price in. Where did they go? 180. It's not magic. It's not voodoo. It's just math. Numbers. What's the next thing on the board after 180? 185. Then 190. Then as they start to creep up, if at some point in the future, they'll get sucked into 200, they'll come up short, they'll pull back, all that stuff. But that's the progression of events. When can you short something at new highs? Write this down, put it on a sticky note, in pen. When you have a sign and or signal of a trend change at minimum, then and only then will they give you something to trade against. You will have a high to trade against, and if they start closing daily above the high you just identified because of said sign or signal of a trend change, then the trade will be wrong, and therefore you can cut and run. But you have to have an area where you know where you're wrong. 
Guessing at new highs, shorting new highs is a fool's errand. How about Bitcoin? Buy the rumor, sell the news. What was the rumor? The rumor was the ETFs are coming out. Everybody's going to have to buy Bitcoin to fulfill the demand. The ETFs are going to buy it up. It's going to be a surge, all that stuff. Guess what? It's always the same thing. It's always bullshit. Buy the rumor, sell the news. Don't buy the hype. Don't get sucked into the hype. Interest rates, higher for longer. We were buying the high in interest rates, meaning bonds, TLT, when interest rates hit a high. Higher for longer. Nobody wanted to touch the bond market except traders inside the numbers. Bitcoin, buy the rumor, sell the news. We talked about it in here long before it all happened. Bullshit. Let's quickly run through the Fab 7 before we wrap it up here tonight. We'll start with Amazon. Anything wrong with Amazon? Daily chart above all the moving averages. Recent high, not too far away. The trend is your friend. Nothing wrong. Weekly chart, it's in an uptrend. Nothing wrong with this chart. 163.50 is a target. What about Apple? Day trade, 181.15 the other day. That's over. Above this high here, which is at 188.44, And these moving averages brings you into no man's land to fill this gap up here at around 192 and change 193. Longer term picture, weekly chart, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend. They could be making a bearish pattern here. You're the umpire calling balls and strikes, take it at face value. But if they fill the gap and stay there, then no dice, they break the chain. However, what is more dominant, building a bearish pattern above all the moving averages right here Or just being above all the moving averages saying, well, that's just bullish. Well, you don't know. That's why you have to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. You could have one thing cancel out the other and say, well, guess what? I really don't know. What I do know is above all the moving averages, the trend is up. But if they continue going sideways, hugging this moving average, the 20 period moving average, she's still susceptible to fall until or unless they go up and fill this gap and stay above, let's just call it 193 for argument's sake, reading the tape. Microsoft, uptrend, anything wrong with Microsoft? The trend is your friend, she's at new highs, all-time highs, look at this, there's no reason to get in front of Microsoft. I was tackling traders in the live room that wanted to short Microsoft over here, and I said, don't, it's in an uptrend, there are better fish to fry. Same traders I was tackling when they wanted to short NVIDIA two or $300 ago. About Google, this is an hourly chart. We don't want that. That was our buy yesterday, I believe, in Google. Here's the daily chart. Trend is your friend. Until when? Until the end. The end of what? The end of the trend. It's not at all-time highs yet, but guess what? It's in an uptrend. Don't mess with the uptrend. If you see a sign or signal of a trend change, volumes involved, you see a market reversal, that's something different. How about NVIDIA? It's just a monster stock. Nothing more, nothing less. Another one like a runaway freight train. Trend is your friend, nothing wrong with this stock. Meta, anything new here? Trend is your friend. I'll just stay on the weekly. You don't need anything more than that. The trend is your friend. Gets extended from the weekly. She'll want to 
pullback meaning 20 period moving average or home base she'll want to pull back a little bit eat some time off the clock but that doesn't change the trend that's just the way the market works so now we've looked at six here's the seventh tesla's the only one struggling so guess what tesla has its own issues in terms of a trend however six out of the seven fab seven stocks are in an uptrend nothing wrong with those tapes what's that telling you if they were all rolling over and the market was holding up we'd have something to say about it but here you have one case tesla in particular where it's struggling a little bit weekly chart below all the moving averages that's a problem daily chart well below all the moving averages that's a problem tesla's an isolated case it's not representative of the market when tesla goes up traders want to say hey look tesla pulled the market up but when tesla's down and the market's up what do you say nothing can't have your cake and eat it too so by the way what's the read on tesla well it's weak below all the moving averages on a weekly daily chart even suspect on the monthly chart about giving up the 50 month moving average we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks when january closes but this is also important you have a low well not wrong tool you have a low you have a higher low and then you have another higher low are they going to break this chain and change the sequence of higher lows to something different like lower lows so you've got lower highs higher lows something's gonna give look at that trend line so just for argument's sake i connect this low to this low that's the proper way to draw a trend line and it draws it up so we knew and just dating back saying if you're watching this back then and we probably were at the time at somewhere in live room or wherever but we're watching this and you say all right look if they break below this trend line that's trouble so they broke below and then they rallied back to try and recapture the same place and they can't and then they fell away again so look at how that trend line worked out write that down take a snapshot of it put it on a sticky note put it on your wall there's nothing to do with tesla it's just technical analysis using trend lines have i told you how much i appreciate each and every one of you without you these videos are not possible that is true and accurate information we're pulling the ripcord here today i'm david frost my strategic forecast thanks again for tuning in to another episode of common sense market analysis